and welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm here as per usual with my co-host, Dustin Jackson. Hey, Dustin, what did we play this week? You know what we played this week, Mitch? We played... Wait, I'm so sorry. I'm so- Dustin. Yeah. Uh, there's been a murder! Oh, no! I've There's a body right here in our recording studio, right... There it is. Sort of right at my feet. There it is. I didn't see it when we walked in. Uh, what do we do? Um... You know what I think we should do? I think we should talk about the Telltale game, CSI Three Degrees of Murder. Okay, we'll do that. And, and, and let's, ho- let's hope someone takes care of this while we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, while we're, while we're doing that, um, I have this machine that's uh, testing all the various semens that are always over all over <laughs> bodies. Um, uh, that's all we really need. We've got this case in the bag. Yeah, if we can just get a, uh, a DNA sampleoni on those little semen <laughs> yes. spots. The spatter, as it's called. Um, get a DNA sampleoni with new craft cheesy macaroni. Wouldn't it be fun if that was the vibe of this video game? <laughs> <laughs> There's a big orange dinosaur walking around. Yeah, but everything else, everything else was just completely like photorealistic. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> style. Would, so would you play as him, or would he just be kind of walking around everywhere you go? No, Dustin, he's the dead body. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah, someone killed the craft dinosaur. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. You know what? I I never... I'm not a big macaroni and cheese fan, but I don't... I wouldn't kill him. That's what I would say if I was brought in for questions. So let's talk about this Telltale video game. Okay. It's a bit I different guess. than all of the ones that we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um... I would say, excepting Telltale Texas Hold'em, it is the most different compared to everything else we've done so far. Right, and and this came out before a lot of the other stuff, right? Was it before or after Salmon Max Season this, 1? This came out um, on PC. Thank you for that lovely introduction to my stats section. <laughs> this came out on PC, developed by Telltale Games, published not by them, very rare for Telltale, published by Ubisoft on March 14th, 2006, uh, which wow. is before the beginning of Sam and Max Season 1. And I believe it is in between the two Bone games, even. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting that they would just get all five of these in between two episodes of another game. Well, I think there were like seven, ep- or seven months between the two Bone episodes, right? Uh, that sounds right. It's been a long time, but, you know, even then, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, well, n- not not a long time for that, but it's not that long a time to make a whole five episodes of a CSI game. So I wonder if they were, like, made in conjunction with another or what, but... Yeah, I, I will at say... The same, at the same time, it's not like these games are very complicated. I will <laughs> say CSI that the, uh, the episodes of a CSI game are not episodes, they are cases, which, which are basically just chapters of, a, of one larger game. Uh, the CSI games, all four of them, and we're only talking about the first one, CSI Three Dimensions of Murder, today, um, were released as retail products that were sort of in the structure of normal Telltale seasons with five cases in each one, but uh, they, th- they were never released episodically. They were only just released as their own thing uh and 
you can tell playing through this game at least i don't know how the the future csi games maybe they get a little more adventurous with their structure but in this game each case is not particularly large um there's a lot of dialogue and going back and forth between the same couple areas a lot of times but compare it to anything let's say in season one of sam and max in season one of sam and max there's a lot more character models there's a lot more environments to model um Mm -hmm. i it's the story is probably a little bit longer if you don't get stuck in csi for like uh (laughs) an hour working on one problem like we sometimes did yeah i I wouldn't know what it's like not dealing with that yeah i mean i assume that for a a mythical person that just gets it right within the first (laughs) couple times of trying uh for everything in the game these cases are not particularly long right um, and one thing to go, to add to your point, you don't even have a character model for you, for the player you're controlling in this. It's all first person. Well, interesting that you'd bring that up because we were not able to play the PC version of this game. That's right. Um, but Dustin, I've done a little, uh, I've done a little sneaky thing I didn't tell you about. Whoa, What? Yeah, I've done a little bit of a sneaky thing I didn't tell you about, and I searched on YouTube, as I'm about to do right now, CSI Three Dimensions of Murder, Um, and I'm going to show you, I'm not going to show you, I'm actually, I decided that's dumb (laughs) to do, (laughs) Um, but this game is, as our friend um, Adam, who helped us out with streaming this game, uh, would tell you this is a very very different looking game on PC and PlayStation Two. Is it better on on PC? Yes. <laughs> cool. So graphically, it's better because the PlayStation Two was the least powerful console of its generation, and PC mm-hmm. is just always like ahead in that way. And also interface wise, it's better because. Telltale made the PC game, it's still first person, but you're looking around your environments and you're just clicking around like a a point-and-click adventure game, where the first person, like, manipulation of the environment in the PlayStation 2 game is kind of dreadful. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not my favorite. I got used to it after, like, the first case, but, boy, that first one was... A whole kettle of fish. Yeah, and I'm not a person that doesn't like first-person games or anything. I I think just the way this works is you're still playing it like a point-and-click adventure game where you basically just have to go around the environment, click on objects, and use them with other objects. But Mm. you need to, like, zero in on it and get really close with what is basically your face (laughs) in order to click on something (laughs) in this uh, game, which is just... It's just rough. I would recommend if anyone is able to play either version of these games, which is I understand kind of hard to do. Uh, th- this is an uh, an example of why the closing of Telltale has made. Well, actually, you know what? This isn't even a part of that. Uh, this game is just hard to get. It still would be hard to get if Telltale never closed down. Um, th- this game was published by Ubisoft, and Ubisoft just didn't want to keep going <laughs> with the publishing of this game. They were like, yeah. I wonder why. It's fine. 
Um, <laughs> we have nothing to lose from not releasing this anymore. Yeah, but uh, in, in 2006, CSI was a pretty big show on television. And did you ever watch it? Did you ever see an episode of it? Not even once. But you told me you watched an episode before we played this game. Is that right? Yeah, I saw one episode of it. Um, it was it was a it had I just picked one that came out around the same time as this video game in order to sort mm-hmm. of get a bearing. I've also seen it on like in passing, just at the time, like around probably when this game came out. Just it was one of the shows that was on all the time it the one of the crime procedurals that was so popular in the immediately post 9-11 era of american television um i didn't i didn't really get much out of it i did recognize some characters from the game and then that's good uh, we played more cases after that and i recognized some characters from the show wow yeah that's neat yeah yeah i i i guess even going into this, I wasn't that looking forward to this, just because it's not really my thing. You, you know, like, I, I love the Salmon Maxes, I love the Monkey Islands, etc., etc. Uh, you know, CSI was never... It, it's just not something that crossed paths with me that often. And, uh, you know, I've never seen the show. I can't judge the show. Uh, I feel like I wouldn't like it. Maybe I would. But, um... This game... I have mixed, mostly bad opinions of, but <laughs> okay. I I kind of liked it maybe a pinch more than I thought I would. Ye- re- really? <laughs> re- <laughs> well, it's, it's not it's not good, but like I I didn't have that bad a time playing it with my good friends. I kind of felt like it, it kind of felt good knowing like oh now we can do that now we can bring this guy in and question him and and look we found the clue. But, you know, it, it immediately soured by playing for, like, two hours and trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, I I gotta say, <laughs> I didn't have very high expectations either, um, but it was below expectations for me. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's a broken game. Uh, at least the it's PlayStation 2 version of it, it seems that the, the PC version of it has some beneficial changes that that make it an easier game to play although the p uh the playstation 2 version of it does have one extra case we're not going to be playing it because that extra case was just (laughs) taken from the next game csi hard evidence by the way at at this point in the mid 2000s telltale released a csi game once every one year wow I, i think they took one one year break between i think like number three and number four or number two and number three um but yeah wow it it reminds me of like the that era in the 80s when enix would put out a dragon quest game every year and then now dragon quest is like how did you how did you do that those games come out once every decade yeah um yeah and but they were just putting out CSI games, <laughs> just five yeah, case CSI games every year. It's interesting since this was around when they were kind of starting to pick up with like Salmon Max and stuff. So it's it's hard to think like. Well, no. Oh, Salmon Max was not out. Well, no. What I'm saying is when they were doing the various. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean for this one. I just mean for CSI in general because it 
I just always, CSI, their CSI games were just never on my radar. I didn't even know they were making them. So it's interesting to think that not only were they doing games like, you know, Sam and Max, uh, were they still doing CSI by Strong Bad yeah. times? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they were able to do, I mean, I guess if you're only doing an episodic series and it's like five or six episodes each, you're going to need to have another game to do the rest of the year. And I guess, uh, I guess these CSI games help them pay the bills. Yeah, Strong Bad came out in uh, 20, 2008, and the last CSI game came out in 2010. Yeah. Uh, so, th- so it, yeah, it's interesting to me that not only were they making these higher profile Telltale releases, but on the side, I mean, maybe it wasn't on the side, maybe they, maybe they were really proud of these. But, um, yeah, I just never stopped to think not only were they doing these big ones, but they were also doing these te- these CSI games just totally off my radar. Um, yeah, I, yes. <laughs> that... it, it, ma- it makes sense. I, I just never thought about it. These games, are you familiar with that story about Jim Carrey's dad? Um, I think think so what is it what's the story you're going to tell about his dad well th- it just reminds me a lot of the csi games because uh jim carrey's dad wanted to be a comedian actor entertainer kind of guy just like jim carrey ended up being um but he banged his head against the industry for like a, a couple attempts and then decided you know what it's just not safe enough i'll never be able to raise a family on this amount of financial insecurity it's not going to work out mm. And he became an accountant. But then he failed at that, too. Oh. And Jim Carrey always tells the story of, like, you can fail at your backup plan. So just do the regular thing you want to do. Um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And, like, that's why Jim Carrey never had a plan B for getting into comedy. He just he just thought, hey, this is the thing I'm going to do. And if it's not this, yeah, I... I, I'm not going to try anything else. I'm just going to try this more. Yeah, I guess if you're going to fail, might as well fail doing what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, why would you fail doing the thing you don't want to do, I guess. Yeah. I I think that's sort of a privileged take from someone who has made it. (laughs) Um, But it's it's an interesting concept. I think comparing (laughs) that to CSI and Sam and Max from Telltale, I get the... People at Telltale maybe were, like, really, really big fans of CSI. In fact, I wouldn't doubt it at all. But it... The, the studio was founded because they couldn't make Sam and Max Freelance Police. Mm-hmm. They clearly wanted to do that the most. They wanted to do that really bad. Um, and especially because this game was published by Ubisoft, uh, it seems like they were making these CSI games as financial security. Like, oh, well, these things are based on a really popular TV show, and it's the vibe that popular things kind of are right now in 2006. Uh, and mm. Ubisoft is going to pay us to make it, so we don't even need to worry about money while we're doing it. Um, so this is the safe thing, because, you know, may- maybe Sam and Max just, is, is, it's not going to be safe enough. But then yeah, Sam and exact- Max did really I, I well, totally and these didn't works. do well at all. And, and But they kept going with them, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll get better. Well, th- this was, starting with the next game, CSI Hard Evidence... Uh, this was the era of the Wii, where most of the game sales on the Wii 
um, other than like the big things like Mario and uh, well Mario uh, <laughs> uh, other than that most of the sales on the Wii were like old people trying to figure out what they would like and I'd say old people somewhat derisively and I'm sorry about that old people but also like people who who would never have gotten a, a game console before or just wanted to play Wii Sports with their grandkids or something and yeah they maybe they watch csi and they're like okay well that's maybe that's where we're gonna buy uh our, our next video game so i could see the next game's doing kind of well i would not be surprised if that happened but um like these games never had a conversation around them i i, I don't yeah no, anything... nobody brings them up yeah you don't you don't say game of the year goes to CSI Three Dimensions of Murder. I mean, you could name 10, 20 Telltale games before you name a single CSI game, and yeah. th- there were twenty cases. They made twenty <laughs> CSI cases. Um, yeah. So it it is interesting. It does seem on paper like at the time it would have looked like okay, this is the thing that's going to make us money, and then we're going to do Salmon Max. Yeah, we're we're gonna use the money from CSI to make what we actually want to make. Yeah, and there's there's no way that Sam and Max didn't completely outsell this. Yeah, Sam and Max was big at the time, at least as far as adventure games go. Yeah, that said, I don't know about their publisher deal with Ubisoft. Maybe that was particularly lucrative. That could have made uh, more true. money than Sam and Max. But um, but but yeah, just on its own, uh, this thing. Is is kind of lost to history. I I tried looking for it on Steam. It was never uploaded to Steam. It was never uploaded to GOG. It was never uploaded anywhere. Uh, wow. Ever so, ever. So the only way to get this on PC would be like on disc. Did they sell it on the Telltale website? Oh, on no. On disc. Yeah, okay. physical disc only. Wow. Um. In in fact, I was strongly considering buying a DVD um ROM reader for my computer just to get this game okay. running. Um, and I, I still might get one of those cause there's other things I might need it for, but, um, but not for this, not, yeah, not for this. We figured out a way to do it on the PlayStation two and it only crashed. <laughs> yeah, we, should, we should clarify. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we told everyone that we were playing the P maybe we did. And we I did. forgot, but we're playing. Okay. So we're playing on the PS2 version, but the way we did it was very interesting. Uh, this is our first time doing it this way or this yeah. way. Um, so our friend Adam set up, we stream this through Discord. We have the PS2 version. So I did the playing while Mitch watched over streaming, over Discord. Right. Um, For so certain games to... on this podcast, this will have to count as us playing the game. It has yeah, to. This, this, it just has there's to. There's just, it's like the only way. Yeah. Um. Did- when we get around to it, I do have Minecraft story mode for us. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and you have all of season one with the extra three episodes? Yeah. I don't have season two. That's going to be a little trickier. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was surprised. I got uh, season one on disc. And I assumed it was either going to be like the season pass or where you only have the first episode and then it downloads the others and I'd be SOL. But no, it had like the first five episodes on there, and then it just downloaded the next three. It, like they're still available; you can still get them. That's awesome. Uh, that yeah, yeah. Those three are were, they were theoretically going to be like three of the harder Telltale episodes to get. 
Um, yeah, but we got it covered. Yeah, not quite as hard as Minecraft Season 2, though, which seems yeah. to not exist anywhere. <laughs> or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is now going for hundreds of dollars. That might be... <laughs> Boy, we might need to compromise on that one. Well, we'll have to open a Patreon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they can buy our <laughs> games. Send us... <laughs> Well, you're the only one with experience in games. I guess I can uh, put my name on there. Uh, experience. Well, you played this game. That's experience. Oh, I th- I thought you meant making games. Oh no, it's a Patreon for this show. <laughs> oh right, for, I <laughs> just got for this show. I thought you were saying we'll make games and then make a pot, make a uh, Patreon for it and use it. Whoa, that's a jump for this show. No, yeah, this, I don't this know show what, counts I, I as work. We few... can do a Patreon just for this. That's true. I skipped a few steps, but that's very true. Um, so today we're going to be covering case one, two, and three of the five included in Three Dimensions of Murder. Case one is called Pictures at an Execution. Case two is called First Person Shooter. And case three is called Daddy's Girl. The remaining two cases, case four and five, will be covered on next week's episode. We wanted to do an episode that was all of CSI Three Dimensions of Murder at once. Uh, Turns out, (laughs) can't do that uh, (laughs) because we got to case four and we got, I want to say, two-thirds, maybe three-fourths of the way through it. And then the game crashed on adam's playstation 2 that dustin was playing on yeah boy ain't that just the way ain't that just a peach um the game crashed we had to restart turns out there's no auto saving whatsoever uh oops i guess i guess we should have saved yeah well we were trying some heavy duty stuff when you asked your character to pick up an object when the game crashed (laughs) that's right the game was like, whoa, hold on. Yeah, we haven't done this a hundred times, so. <laughs> um, uh, the, I told Mitch before we started this episode, I feel like it's going to be a weird one. Partially because since I was playing the game the whole time over stream, I didn't take any notes. I didn't take a single note. So um, I, I remember most of what happened, but I'm probably going to need you to do most of the heavy lifting on the finer details. So... Uh, I'll I'll say this in defense of the note-taking thing. Each one of these cases is... It just has a lot less going on than any of the other Telltale things. So I I have one page of notes for cases 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, I mean, they're basically just all the same thing aside from the story. It's all the same gameplay. Yeah, normally I would take one page, maybe one and a half to two pages on a single episode of Sam and Max or Strong Bad... Uh, and this, it's a third of a page for each case. Um, oh, wow. I've just written down, like, just the stuff that I would need to remember what the case was about. And a couple extra fun things. Right, right. Just a couple of extra fun things. Yeah, so let's let's start at the beginning. Uh, case one is called Pictures at an Execution. And it's pictures as in paintings, because... It turns out that an art connoisseur, a woman named Rachel, was killed at a uh, at a museum while waiting for an artist to drop off a painting that she bought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this game does, I will say this game doesn't hold back on the uh, the gruesome imagery. Yeah, so I was wondering about that because um, this game did come out 15 years ago. I was trying to, hard to like remember where were where did we land 15 years ago on like bloodshed and gore and sex and uh, yeah. like gross things in, in video games. I guess it was fine because this game this game's didn't... rated M, right? Oh, it has to be, right? Uh, yeah, I, d- I, d- I never thought about it, but I guess it is. Uh, let me let me just make sure. Okay. Uh, rated M. Yes, it was rated M. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, the kind of stuff in here is about what you would expect. Yeah, so, by the way, j- just a brief diversion... This is the third CSI game. It's just the first one by Telltale. Um, I are the other two are the first two like exactly like this, or did Telltale kind of take their own spin on it? I have no experience, and I I don't know if you've looked into it. So the first game was called CSI Crime Scene Investigation, and the second one was called CSI Miami, and uh, both of them had a distinct pattern of five cases, um, and that's it it worked the same way with with the, like pretty much the same mechanics uh, although telltale did throw in a little bit more like point and click adventure stuff because that's who they are um mm-hmm. but the person who made the or the studio who made the first two games was called 369 interactive um i don't, I don't really know anything about that but they um yeah, they, they just made the first two. So on the box art of CSI Three Dimensions of Murder, it says five all-new longer cases. Um, wow. So, so trying to imply that the cases we're playing were specifically made to be longer than the cases in the previous two CSI <laughs> games. Telltale, we didn't need that, but I, yeah. I appreciate your marketing to the people of 2006. I, I, you know what? I do appreciate this game isn't good, but it feels like they were trying to at least improve it from from the games that came before. Um, I'm also on the Wikipedia page. I, I'm picking up a, a, a couple interesting tidbits. The PlayStation 2 version was made by Ubisoft Studio in Sofia, Bulgaria, based entirely on the cases within the Telltale game. So we're still we're kind of playing the Telltale game, but it, it was ported by a, a, another studio. Yeah, um, I it counts. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're it's, also it's fine. the player has free movement and control of the view in the PlayStation Two version, which does not exist in play, uh, the PC version. PC version, each room is just like a, a screen. Um, and this was a m- decision required by Sony America. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah, I I think I heard like, were they like, I've heard a lot of people on YouTube say Sony was really pushing to do 3D, but I would figure by this point they would kind of loosen up. They had 2D games. Yeah, this was 2006. Um, Yeah, would, I don't, yeah. I doubt they would still be trying to push that. Maybe, maybe this is the tail end of that because the playstation 3 came out this year yeah yeah okay yeah that's 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 weird hmm Hmm. sony why'd you do that why'd you make this game so weird Hmm. 
Yeah, interesting take. Hmm. Yeah, kind of made the game worse a little bit, Sony. Hmm? Uh, so Rachel was killed while <laughs> waiting for that uh, for that work of art, and Patrick Milton was the artist. Also, we get to know Rachel's um, was it husband or fiance at this in this one? Um, boy, you got me. I I want to say fiance, but that could be wrong. Okay, yeah, the, we'll we're probably gonna go back and forth because every case has something like that yeah uh, i i i felt like everyone was like oh they were my fiance we were just about to get married yeah oh. it, it felt like that every time uh oh <laughs> it was fiance uh her fiance okay. mark stock was involved and also the curator of the museum was involved and every episode has this this format where there's a dead body and three people that could have done it and the person that did it is always the one that definitely didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, like they always they always make at least two of them feel like very obvious, like oh well it had to be them, right? Yeah. And then the one that's not so obvious, he they did it. They're the one who did it. Yeah, so it, Ra- It's like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Rachel's fiance Mark kept talking all about how Rachel sucked and was the worst (laughs) and everyone hated her. And then the museum curator was like, well, I would never kill her, but yeah, it's good that she's dead because she sucked really bad. Yeah. I guess that's the thing about this one. All three of them really hated her. Yeah. And well, we'll see that again later. (laughs) Uh, Even her fiance was like, yeah, no, I believe he used the term a rabid monkey to describe her. (laughs) Yeah, I, and, and, oh, it's just, it's awful. <laughs> uh, so everyone is just saying that Rachel was this class A bitch. No one liked her. And uh, then you see the, the, you get to visit the artist that she was waiting for. And the artist was like, yeah, no, I straight up wasn't there. Um, and also <laughs> Rachel's fine. I don't know. <laughs> and of course it was the artist. <laughs> because yeah. she, the artist isn't, is the only one that didn't like, use a sexist word at her like it was yeah of, of course it had to be him because it wasn't him yeah they tried to really throw you off the trail for all of these cases yeah like everyone else is like oh yeah i was there you know i had a reason to kill her but i didn't do it <laughs> and you're like oh yeah she, well it doesn't look good for you i'm gonna trust this artist over here who has the most who who looks the most innocent <gasps> wait what it was the artist <laughs> Uh, it seriously, it's literally every case that does that. And yeah, I think if this were like, I can let it slide for like a stupid Scooby-Doo thing because that's meant for little kids. This is an M-rated game. Your, your adults are playing this. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to go for realism in the writing. Right. But Mm -hmm. the the thing is that they, they also want to do their twists. They're addicted to their twists. So they don't want to yeah. do like the realistic thing, which is sometimes it's just the guy you think it is. Uh, yeah. Sometimes like, it's just the, the husband who says she sucked. Yeah. I think for some of these cases, I was like, oh, yeah, well, why wouldn't it just be that person? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like, it, it should be. Um, I think the, <laughs> it should be the, the reason you find out or, or the thing that you find out that indicates the artist as being the murderer is some squirrel hair that was found at the scene of the crime. Uh, and you find out that squirrel hair is commonly used in paintbrushes. I don't know if that's true. 
I did not look that <laughs> this up. Just sound, this just sounds ridiculous, saying it out loud. You find out he killed her because of the squirrel hair you pick up. Yeah, there. it was either like a, a, a coarse strand of squirrel hair on the body or like near the body. I don't remember exactly. It's not important. The important bit is squirrel hairs and paintbrushes, and this guy's an artist, so he did it. And then he uh, he talks about, okay, fine, I did it. She kept asking for the painting, and I was late, but she was annoying about it. So I killed her. So I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's the first case. Something that is interesting that uh, I, I actually do kind of like about the game a lot is the evidence trinity. Mm-hmm. Basically, every case you're working toward finalizing an evidence trinity which is a collection of pieces of evidence that bring the motive, the victim, and the the, the means of doing the crime all together for each suspect. And the suspect that can, uh, like, finish that triangle has to be the suspect that did the crime. Right. Uh, So it's not enough to just find squirrel hair, although that was the main thing. It was also we needed testimony <laughs> from other people. We needed some. Um, we needed to find a. Uh, I think some sort of weapon with some blood on it at the artist's house, uh, and then we put those all together, and then we could end the case. Yeah. See, that's that's why I like this game a little more than I thought I would. It 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 does feel a little satisfying finding everything you need to put someone in the fucking slammer. <laughs> That's, that's an aggressive <laughs> turn of phrase, Dustin. I didn't expect that. <laughs> that's okay. Um, and th- this this filters into a problem that a lot of detective games have, a lot of mystery games, which is sometimes I know who did it. Like I definitely knew who did the crime, and I can't just end it because the character in the game needs to find something that they think convinces them, even though I'm convinced already. I know who did it. Um. This game, yeah, you have to find his play tickets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, this game sort of solves that problem because they're saying, "Look, we all know who did it." Sometimes the other cops will like be on to it before the end of the case. We're like, "Okay, we figured out it's the artist," Um, but but you you need the evidence to really put him away. You need the evidence to legally consider it um, satisfying enough for a judge. Yeah. Yeah. So they they've sort of rationalized this problem that plagues most detective games, which is clever, and I I like that. Um, it, it's a way of getting around a problem that at this point I don't think they had the design chops to really get around for real. Um. Yeah, but I I do at the end of the day I do. I don't think it's like the worst absolute train wreck out there because of that. Like, a lot about it sucks, but... Yeah, no, no this, this there, is the thing. That. Because of the evidence tr- trinity, I, I don't mind that part so much. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first case. Anything else in that first case you want to talk about that you remember? No. <laughs> I will say this was the one I struggled with the, re- the most, remembering, like, all the controls. Yeah. You get used to it. It's, it's fine. It's really not that bad. But at the time, I was like, okay, so pressing uh, this and this does this and th- this uh, this button combo, and then I need to do this. Oh, boy. It, it's um, not bad, but if you want to play this game and are choosing between the PC and PlayStation 2 version, absolutely pick the PC version. Just click on stuff. Just that's yeah, It's so it's much a, easier it's to a, just click on things. 
Can we talk about the tools, all the tools at our disposal? Absolutely. We have to talk about the tools. It's such an important part of this game. <laughs> and it sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> every time, every time it sucks. Yeah. So l- l- let, me, let me pose a problem to you. And Dustin, you tell me which tool <laughs> that you have at your disposal you want to use. Okay. There's a knife and you think uh-huh. there might be some blood on it. Yeah. So I would... My first instinct would be to use the swab. Not this time, bud. <laughs> <laughs> this time, you need a detection tool for that. Yeah, this time you need to go to your detection tools folder and find the luminol, which sprayed on dried blood sort of makes it bright and and seeable. Okay, Dustin, I'll, I have another one for you. Okay, okay. It's a knife, and you think there might be some blood on it. <laughs> I, I would probably use the, well, you know what? I was going to use the uh, the swab, but now I'll use the uh, lithanol. Luminol. Luminol, whatever. Uh, no, Dustin, you big fat idiot. This time it was just oh. the swab. <laughs> oh, you got me. Okay, third one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it's like a knife, and there might be uh-huh. some blood on it. There might be. So, you know what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. I'm going to use the swab. <clears throat> Sorry, bud. This time, the blood came in the form of a bloody fingerprint. So what we're going to do first is dust for prints and then use some uh, lifting tape to get the fingerprint off of the knife. That You just summed up 90% of the gameplay. You're going to get it wrong every time. You're going to get it wrong Every single time. Now, I've got a fourth There's one been... for you, Dustin. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, okay. Later. I, I feel good about okay, this Okay, it's like a knife, and there might be some blood on it. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the fingerprint duster like last time. You stupid I feel like we... ass. No. Um, I... What? This, t- <laughs> this time, <laughs> you needed to use the residue bottle and just co- collect some of it as residue. Boy, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the video game. Uh, yeah, this this is most of the gameplay. And if it's not this, the rest is like going to the lab and analyzing stuff and getting a lot of that wrong and then talking to people. Okay, I've got a fifth one for you. Just one more. Okay. okay. Just one more. Uh, it's like a knife and there might be like a little bit of blood on it. I'm going back to my trusty swab. This time we just needed a picture so we could show someone else. So we're going to use the camera. Yeah, you're going to stumble. It, it's not uncommon to pick like five different things before you finally find the right tool. Okay, Dustin, I got one more I just thought of. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, it's like a knife and there's some blood on it. I'm going to use the the flashlight. Dude, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Holy shit, it's I got too, it right. It's too I, dark I, to see the blood on the knife, so you need to use the flashlight But only in first. this one spot. But also, like, it's only a dark according to the characters. We can see it. <laughs> yeah, we can see it just fine, but nope, you gotta use the flashlight before you can reach <laughs> in and grab it. Oh, man. You gotta make sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Uh, yeah, but... It's real not good. You, you have a bunch of tools. You have eight collection tools and eight detection tools. And all of them are used for the same stuff most of the time. Uh, but only one thing works. So you gotta yeah. cycle between all of them. And boy, you got a lot. 
how many are on each radial? Is it like eight, it's eight. items each? Yeah. yeah. So there's 16 so tools have... that you just have. Um, yeah, eight for collection, eight for the other one. Uh, notably, the PC version, I believe, has fewer tools. Boy, wouldn't that wouldn't it be nice? I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> Could you I think imagine that's a correct. world? Sorry, I'll I'll double check that before next episode. I'm glad that we're covering this for two episodes because there there are a lot of unknowns between the PC and PlayStation Two version that uh, we're gonna have trouble figuring out, but. Could you yeah. could you imagine a world where you have less tools to fumble around with and you can just get to the point? Uh, yeah. So hang on, Dustin. <laughs> so there's a knife and there's some blood on it. What do you want to do? I don't care about this knife anymore. Can I leave? Can I like go absolutely else? not? You cannot progress without doing everything in every case. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna grab it. I'm gonna grab the knife. How so? How are you doing that? With with my glove. Okay, with my so hand the answer glove. was that the blood was dried enough that you could pick it up with tweezers. <laughs> pick the blood up with tweezers. Yeah, just, it, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, no, that this game has got sixteen tools in it. <laughs> they all sort of yeah. do the same. Just like get the stuff. Just get it. And there's also there's also because this is a PS2 game released in 2006, the resolution ain't too hot. So there's lots of things in the world, some things you'll have to click on, clues to find that you can barely see. Sometimes there'll be like a tiny thing and you got to use the tweezers to grab it. Yeah. That admittedly is not a problem in the PC version. That's just a, PC, a PlayStation 2 version. The idea that you yeah. need to look around a scene using an actual first-person view in this game is dreadful um <laughs> it's it's simply not right it's just it shouldn't yeah. work like that um because you need to have all the stuff that's clickable presented to you on the same one screen at once in order for it to be fair and that is what the pc version of the game did the pc version of the game might be fine who knows it's impossible to tell <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it sounds a lot nicer we are gonna move on to case two though Okay, that sounds Unless good. Unless you've got this anything one, else about Case 1. I would have, n- I would never have anything more to say <laughs> about Case All right. 1. Yeah. But this one's going to be a little interesting to our to our show and listeners. This is not a big bar to cross as I'm as as I'm sure I've indicated I think sort of lowly of this game, but this case is my favorite one that we've done so far. Yeah, mainly because I can relate to it, yeah. and it wasn't that frustrating, except for the one time. Yeah, so this is called First Person Shooter. It's named after a video game genre for a reason. The crime takes place at a video game convention of sorts, uh, some sort of exposition, Whoa. where a new game, Gut Wrench 3, has been announced, and uh, they're, they're doing all the marketing for it, for Gut Wrench 3. Uh, and the lead designer and head of the studio of the the studio that's making Gut Wrench 3 has been shot dead and is just lying on the floor of the, the convention hall. He's just there. That is... That is a pretty striking visual, though, posing him in, like, the same pose as the guy on the cover. If that happened in real life, I'd be like, ooh, interesting. Yeah, he's lying on the ground in the camo and holding the same kind of gun as the 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 guy on the cover of Gut Wrench 3. That was cool. That was like a cool little narrative moment. Yeah. Um and I my my first thought with that was like, oh, this is some fan 
that like doesn't like the direction of the series and dressed him up that way after he killed them. Uh, mm-hmm. Turns out not the case. <laughs> it goes in a it goes in a very different direction. Yeah, the reason this guy was killed, or or sorry, not the re- the the reason this guy's dressed like the main character of Gut Wrench Three is because he was cosplaying the main character of Co- Gut Wrench Three because everyone at the studio was dressed like the characters in the game. Um, <laughs> it was just like a weird marketing thing they were doing. So yeah, that's that's weird. I don't think any studios have really done that in real life, have they? Uh, not to my memory. I I know Charles Martinet has gone to a lot of stuff dressed as Mario. Um, yeah, Miyamoto came out dressed yeah. as a bunch of Pikmin. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say uh, dressed as Link, which he actually did once, but no, just, just dressed as Pikmin. a mass of Pikmin. a bunch of them (laughs) uh no i can't think of one and and especially because as we'll find out through the uh through the remainder of this case this studio which i i didn't get the name of the studio in my notes um but the gut wrench 3 studio is an allegory for lucas arts yeah yeah um we find out that they were going to make this other game called Fuzzy and Bill, which is totally Sam and Max. It's it's yeah. absolutely Sam and Max. They were going to make this other game called Fuzzy and Bill, but the marketing people or the marketing woman at the studio uh, basically said, "Hey, you know, this is this is kid stuff, and what people want to see now is like the gross shooter stuff." Uh, so we, we got to make Gut Wrench Three. Yeah, they they had made a Fuzzy and Bill already, but it didn't sell too hot, so they canceled the sequel to focus on this. Yeah, and the the guy in charge, like the guy whose baby it was, his name is Craig, the lead designer in that. He was ousted from the company. He was he was fired. This is absolutely Sam and Max Freelance Police. Yeah. <laughs> so we we do have a little bit of a connection to this story. Yeah, uh and I I I think it definitely comes off like Oh, these people know how a video game studio works. Because, like, there's one person working on marketing who's not working on the rest of the game. There's a difference between programmers and designers and artists. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I I bet when they pitched this to the CSI team, the CSI team was like, oh, cool. You've used your knowledge of, like, how a video game studio works to uh, work on the, the particulars of this case. That's really clever. But actually, it's way more than that. Because the story of being kicked off Sam and Max Freelance Police is shown in this case in, I would say, embarrassing detail. (laughs) Wow, embarrassing. It comes off a little embarrassing, I gotta say. Especially because... Embarrassing for who? Telltale. Okay. Especially because at the time of the release of this game, in March 14th, uh, 2006... Sam and Max season one wasn't out yet, but like they were working on it already. So they mm-hmm. they had already figured out how to make the Sam and Max game they want to make, and and now they're they're they're, they're like demonizing the marketing teams who don't know the good thing from the bad thing, and uh, they're just chasing trends, man. And we're the ones that are doing the real games, um, even though they working on CSI are the ones working on CSI and not Sam and Max. Um, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, I, I can't tell if Gut Wrench 3 is supposed to be CSI Three Dimensions of Murder or if Gut Wrench 3 
is supposed to be like just whatever else Star Wars LucasArts wanted to work on at the time. I think th- I that's the impression I got, the LucasArts one. I mean, Gut Wrench 3 is the third of something. Three dimensions of murder? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm, maybe. Um, it's at this point in my notes that I've written down this question. What is splatter versus spatter? Yeah, they use the word spatter a lot, not just in this case, in like every single case. Yeah, with no L. It's, you you know what? I I think I know what the difference is. Tell me about it. This could be totally wrong, but I wonder if uh, splatter is the verb and spatter is the noun. Okay, I, I buy that. I don't know it. Um, well, that's, well, that's no, a look it up. That's I, a look think, it up question. I think We're the thing is, right I, I've I've heard splatter used as the noun too, but maybe it's just you know maybe spatter is the way it's supposed to be done, but no one says it because it sounds weird because splatter is the thing. Okay, so I'm I'm looking up on Grammarly.com. It says okay. two. They're both verbs and both nouns. Okay, so you can just do either one. No. They just chose. Oh. No, there's there's a there's a size difference here. To spatter <laughs> means to scatter small particles of a substance. A spatter okay. is the pattern of drops that results from spattering. To splatter with an L means to scatter larger particles of a substance. A splatter is the pattern of drops that results from splattering. So it's like Pokemon. The first form is spatter. The evolved form is splatter. Sure, yeah. I guess it's to, like who <laughs> who says when the particles are big enough? I bet maybe there's a like a medical definition or something. But um, yeah, that that threw me for a loop because I I hadn't heard spatter used that much before this game, and now I've heard it a lot. Yeah, I've heard it like once or twice in the past, but like when you hear it this much all at like the same time, yeah. Um, so the, the person you totally think killed this guy, the guy that said, we're not going to do fuzzy and bill, we're going to do gut wrench three and focus entirely on that. And also you're fired is the guy that was fired. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. He's the guy that totally should have done this murder and didn't. (laughs) Yeah. You even see, you find a gun in the back of his car. It just feels like they're, it feels like they're trying to make you think he did it a little too much yeah like i think it would be fine if like everyone was like equally had equal motives yeah let's let's talk about other things craig did because craig also put a scorpion in the guy's bed (laughs) and uh who hasn't craig when they went to the gun range the day before the guy was killed craig pinned up a picture of the guy who was killed's face and used it as target practice. Yeah, as soon as you see that he did these, you know it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, another person, it definitely was, instead of the person it wasn't, was Maya, <laughs> who was the marketing person, who was told that if news of the game reached national news, like they reported it on TV or something, she would be given a huge bonus. Uh, and a yeah. murder connected to the thing with the body posed as the guy in the game uh, would totally do that. And she, mm-hmm. you know, and also she hates the guy. And also she said that she hates the guy a lot and she hates her job and marketing this game sucks. <laughs> um, She's really pleasant. Yeah. And also she and Craig had like crazy weird gross sex in the back of his car. 
And that was yeah. just something that I guess they wanted to add for some reason. There's, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really tie into any of this. Yeah. But there's lots of sex in this game. Yeah, and also, Maya, you're like way too good for Craig. Craig's gross and weird. Yeah, he makes video games. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Also, just his the way he talks. You, you pointed this out to me, but the way he talks is like if you were genetically built to be the worst person to talk to. Um, it's just it's just terrible. <laughs> every every sentence is like a half brag. Somehow, <laughs> that's true. But not a lot of pleasant people in this whole game. Yeah. So of course it was neither of those people. It was Andy, the programmer, who really didn't have much of a motive. Yeah, I don't even remember what his motive was. Uh, his motive was if the main guy was taken out, Andy... Oh, he would get, like, shares of the company or yeah, something? Yeah, he was supposed to get shares, but then I guess the main guy sort of reneged that and said, actually, you know what, we're not going to give you shares. Uh, so it was like, okay, well, if you kill, if I kill you, I get the whole company. So I'll just do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he didn't seem to dislike the guy at all. He was spending a, a night in the hotel with him, and he didn't. He got his. He got him the Cobb salad. Yeah, he got him the Cobb salad. Um, <laughs> he was like, I couldn't have done it. I got him the Cobb salad. The co- Yeah, okay. He did have this Cobb salad that he was eating for the entire duration of the episode, which I think lasted at least a full day because, like, the, the time <laughs> of day outside changed, and he was just with that salad the whole time. And he mentioned it multiple times. Like, I could not have done it. I was here ordering the salad while it was happening. (laughs) That's his alibi. I was getting the salad. I was getting the salad. I couldn't do it. (laughs) You can't kill someone and get a salad at the same time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, then they made, they did this case and then they made 16 episodes of Sam and Max. So pretty good, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad that happened. Yeah, you know. It, it it probably was just them getting it out of their system. They were, I'm sure, going into this, even if they were working on Sam and Max again, I'm sure they were still frustrated about the last one getting, uh, yeah, getting the axe and other uh, other things. One thing that I like that they brought up is, um, if you go on his laptop, you can look at the forums and you see people, uh. You can see the fans complaining about the cancellation. One of them is liter- is like, uh, I will literally come and murder you and your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we never investigated that fan even. And <laughs> he seems to have Yeah, we should have. <laughs> he's, he's the uh, right kind of true. person to do it. He did say he would do it. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Take him away. Yeah. Um, but that, that really did take me back to when Sam and Max Freelance Police did get canceled. I was there the day it was announced it was canceled. And I was like, what? No. And, and then, uh, you know, I would go on and see all these other people commenting about it. I don't remember if they were, you know, that bad. I'm, I'm sure they were, but, um, yeah, it just took me back to that moment in time. Is Freelance Police the kind of game that you think about and you're still like, oh man, I wish that game came out, or do the existence of the Telltale games like completely erase any desire for that game? I was thinking about this a while back. I don't remember if we discussed it or not. I feel like it's for the better that they went to Telltale because 
So Freelance Police was planned to be a five or six episode series like this. It was going to be episodic too. But given where LucasArts was and where they were going, I don't think there's any guarantee we would have gotten more Sam and Max after that. With Telltale, we got two more seasons after their initial one. And it did kind of help revitalize Sam and Max. I, I don't feel like Sam and Max would be as remembered if it just got like the one sequel. Yeah, I I, I was even thinking about it. If, if it was more of a sequel to uh, Hit the Road and it actually shared canon with Hit the Road, I think it probably wouldn't have been as good as all because I don't like the canon of Hit the Road as much as I like the canon of the Telltale Games yeah, I agree. Universe. I I like it. I like it fine. I like the characters in it. I think the humor is great. But I think the Telltale ones just give you so much to chew on. I mean, go back to the to our season three episodes. We talked about those so much. I don't feel like we would have had as much to say about Freelance Police. Yeah, and I, and I'm sure a lot of the stuff that they were thinking about, but like didn't quite plan out on paper yet for Freelance Police, did secretly make it into the Telltale games even though they mm-hmm. legally can't say that any of it did. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I bet it still did. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Freelance Police still would have been good, but, you know, I think it's for the best things happen the way they did. So the main guy at the studio is dead. The main programmer was arrested. So the studio just defaults to Maya, who is the marketing person. And she probably hires back Craig because they did the nasty. Um, and also <laughs> because it's the only other... <laughs> Seems like the only other game designer that she knows of, and she needs employees. <laughs> uh, so, got to get somebody with just Craig and Maya. I bet they did make Fuzzy and Bill after this. I think so too. I think, uh, I think she would have acknowledged his vision. And I'm, I, you know what? I'm glad. I, I think the world needs Fuzzy and Bills to complement the Gut Wrencher threes. I, I totally agree. Well, case three, Dustin, is the final case we'll talk about today. It's Daddy's Girl. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Carrie Kennelly, um has has gone missing, and there's a bunch of blood at her apartment all over the floor and the walls. Aye. And they, we find out it's hers. Uh, but there's no body there's no there body. the scene. Um. There's nobody. I don't see nobody. I wrote here the line, they forgot they had a paper one. What does that mean? <laughs> they oh. forgot they had a paper one. The tool? Yeah, the, the, tool the for, for fingerprints. fingerprints because the there paper. was fingerprints on a piece of paper, and they were like, no, just use the brush for smooth fingerprints. I'm like, this isn't a use smooth brush, one. Dummy. This is a porous surface like paper. God damn it. <laughs> don't give me these tools if you're not going to use them and make them work. Yeah. Uh, so they forgot they had a paper one. Um, I also wrote down only three cases in, and we totally got the formula already. So I was able to uh, pinpoint exactly who did this. Um, yeah. It, it, Carrie Canelli. There were no surprise. Well, I will say there's a surprise in this episode. I, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. There's a, there's a little bit of a surprise. Carrie Canelli yeah. is the heiress to, uh, I think, like a hotel magnate. And... Or, or a casino. It's a casino because they're in Las Vegas. Uh, uh-huh. And she's like on track to completely inherit all of the business and everything. And her dad's dying, so it might happen soon. And then she goes missing. Uh, right. Well, she's got this husband who we find out through the course of the episode is abusive and hates her and it sucks. Um, and we've got her sister who also hates her a lot 
and has been like, hey, I'm the only one actually taking care of dad. Carrie hasn't been taking care of dad at all and is still like thought of as being the person who's definitely going to inherit it just because these she's the oldest. I'm the one that actually runs the casino. It's like, okay, well, it's one of you fuckers. And of course it's not. <laughs> it's the nurse that was taking care of her dad because what actually happened was that the nurse and Carrie staged what looked like a murder, but they're both alive. And Carrie, mm-hmm. she was going to do some plastic surgery and she was going to dye her hair and look different. But she's just at a hotel yeah, they, down the street. They just took some blood from her a little bit at a time for like months. Yeah. To get all this blood. They stored it in tomato juice jars in order to make it look like <laughs> blood uh, or tomato juice. And they froze it. And the only hint we get a little bit of that was the morgue guy, Doctor uh, Doc Robbins, said that the blood seemed like it had been frozen a little bit. But then we don't hear about that for the rest of the episode. And it's like, well, didn't you yeah, guess totally that it was in the freezer? And the, that this is how they got that much blood? Because they say anyone who lost this much blood, because it was all over, is for sure dead. Yeah. Um, but no, that's not they how they really did it. They really pulled the wool over our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> My eyes are fully wool pulling. Um... um I didn't mind this episode that much. Do you want to either. know why you didn't mind it? <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> because this is the first episode that we decided, hey, we get it. I think it is legitimate if we emulate what someone playing it at the time would have done and used a walkthrough. Yeah, sorry everyone if that makes it feel a little less uh, for real, but we... Boy, we did not want to yeah. <laughs> do this for hours. Um, After playing the first two partially... episodes and being stuck at some point in the second episode, where like we just couldn't figure out what to do, and the answer was to use an item with a machine that just doesn't make sense for us to do that for. We were stuck for two hours trying to figure it out, and it was just like one thing we missed. We, I think we got like we asked this guy for hints. So every episode, you get your partner. And you can ask them for hints about what to do, uh, clues to get. I think we took, like, all of those hints. By the end of the game, he could not give us any more hints. He was like, I'm I'm all out. Yeah, by the way, if you've seen the show, all the partners are, are characters from the show. Uh, the first case's partner was Warwick. The second was Catherine. And the third uh, that we're talking about now was Sarah Seidel. So, I don't know. That's cool, I guess. Uh, Sarah Seidel. Uh, I think we liked... Uh, none of them. <laughs> I I I thought the second one was okay. I thought, or at least he was a step up. Warwick was the first one, and I feel like he was mean to us. Yeah. So th- these are the people that tell you, like, oh, that didn't match when you tried to compare these two fingerprints. It was actually really dumb that you tried that even. And <laughs> you absolute sack. <laughs> and, and I just I just couldn't. You can't. You can't bring yourself to like them to those because all they anymore. do is, yeah. You, they're not likable because all they do is shit on you for trying your best with this game that doesn't work the way you want it to, and it's your fault apparently. And also, sometimes when things don't match, that's also information. 
Haven't you considered that that was a good thing to do, you dummies? Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. Knowing like this blood is not a match with this. You and artificially like, unintelligent <laughs> assistant. Like, dude. <laughs> wow. Hard. It's just it's just annoying. <laughs> Mitch, that's all they had. And you took it away. <laughs> well, um Yeah, so it 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 turns out that uh, the nurse who who actually loves Carrie and, and Carrie who wanted to save her death, the two of them uh, frame sort of tried to frame the husband for murder. Mm-hmm. The husband's abusive and not cool. Yeah, he's not. He's abusive and not cool. So like, as me the player, I was thinking like, okay, yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> frame, frame the husband. That that sounds good. <laughs> But then the police were like, well, you're the ones that really cre- uh, committed the crime here because we can't prove that the husband is abusive, but we can prove that you framed him for murder. So you're arrested. And did did the lady get arrested or just the guy? Both of them. Okay. And like we felt like such narcs in this episode. I hated it. Yeah, I... I mean, I get it. You probably shouldn't frame someone for murder, but probably. he was an asshole. No, things would be better off if things just played out. Yeah, and people didn't. We didn't arrest him for doing the abuse, so he got away with it. And her, her, uh, the the woman just trying to get away from her abusive life is now under arrest and like might go to jail for this. That this sucks. Yeah. and she was trying to like defer all of her rights to her inheritance to her sister as well she was trying to say like no no no, lucy can just have it i just want out and we're like mm, that is a that is nope. a crime actually <laughs> you have to go to prison you have to go to jail now <laughs> goodbye uh so yeah we were we were real and for true narcs in this episode and i hated yeah. that i i liked that they had the twist that no one died she just faked her death yeah but yeah then it's immediately followed up by that and it doesn't make you feel good about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what else was there in this episode i don't i for some reason i remember this episode the least um i definitely remember the first episode the least but yeah th- i remember the painter i remembered like the eagle and hawk statues oh i didn't until you said that just <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this one mostly was just like, hey, talk to this person, then talk to this person, make sure you get the right stuff. Swab all that blood. Yeah, um, go to the hospital, talk to the nurse, and then go to the, uh, go to the condo and talk to the guy, and then go to the hospital and talk to the nurse, and then go to the condo and talk to the guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, I remember we were going back and forth a lot. Yeah, because... Uh, at one point, the game wants you to do this thing where the nurse says the husband is actually abusive, and that's like the reveal of that. You didn't, you don't get that information before the nurse says it, and then you go to the husband, mm-hmm. and, and you're like, "Hey, the, the nurse said that you did bad," and then the husband's like, "Well, tell <laughs> him like, I, no, didn't. I didn't," and then you're like, "All right." <laughs> the husband said he didn't hit her, and then the, <laughs> well, you tell him, you tell him <laughs> that we've seen bruises. And then the husband says, "All right, well, she just well, gets bruises sometimes. Just, I didn't hit her." And like, you can just tell them <laughs> that she just gets bruises. I'm not talking to them. Yeah, it, I I was wondering at this point, like, is my in-game character just trusting each person every time they say anything? <laughs> can we get like a phone or something? <laughs> These people should just talk. <laughs> well, yeah, well, actually, oh, I do remember something that happened room. because what? at one point, uh, the husband finds out that the the nurse has been saying this stuff. 
So the husband goes and he he beats up the nurse. Um, but we go from the husband to the nurse to like warn him that this husband guy might be coming for him. And then by the time we get there, he's got like a whole bloody face, and the nurse goes like, "Thanks a lot, guys." <laughs> we were too yeah, late. Yeah, you go and you ask him. You you ask him like, "What happened?" And he's like, "What do you think happened?" <laughs> You stupid assholes. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you just go in and you see them all beat up. It's like, ooh, whoops. Oh, boy. You know what? We got some laughs. Yeah, there, there's some good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's cases one through three. So we're going to head into our segments now and, and uh, hold on to our uh, basically everything. Uh, yeah. until uh next next time where we talk about cases four and five and give a final verdict on the game i wonder what it's gonna be uh what was your potent pickup this time dustin semen yeah mine was semen <laughs> you get semen a couple times yeah i was thinking of should i use one of the tools or should we use the stuff we picked up and then i remember how much semen we picked up and i was like yeah semen it's gotta be semen all the tools are infuriating yeah i hate them they're (laughs) all the worst um and i will say you get more blood in your pockets than semen but semen definitely makes a stronger impression it does it it absolutely does (laughs) even though it's harder Uh, if i had a nickel we got half yeah if, if i had a nickel for every time i said that yeah um so that's our potent pickup, semen. Uh, the weekly guy. <laughs> we, I'm glad we were on the same page. I think we might have the same weekly guy as well. I think we have to have the same weekly guy. Is it guy. Brass? It's Brass. Absolutely. This, it's our friend This brass. guy was good in the show, too. So Brass is the, the captain of, of the uh, CSI team. And you go to Captain Brass whenever you want a warrant or you want to bring someone in for questioning or you want, like someone to officially trace a call or something like that you go to your captain brass and brass is always in such a such a like smarmy but jovial mood about it he's like "Mm, i guess we can uh go and bring those guys in i guess you've gotten enough evidence for that he has such a dry wit that like this game has like quote-unquote jokes yeah they're not not funny I specifically like the helper on the third case, I think, was really trying to be a jokester and he really just fell on his face every time. Mm -hmm. But, um, oh, no, it it wasn't that. I'm jumping, I'm getting ahead of things. I think that was episode four that we started. But, um, yeah, this game, some people try to be funny and none of it lands except for Brass. I feel like he has just the right level of dryness, of dry wit. That it's like him saying these things, you can tell he kind of knows they're like not that funny, but yeah, <laughs> boy, he's saying yeah, totally. them. he sells them. Uh, <laughs> uh, so who's our who's our unweekly guy? Unweekly guy, there's a there's a lot. <laughs> I guess everyone else. Mine is Warwick <laughs> no. uh, for sure. He was very mean. Yeah, to our us. assistant from the first <laughs> episode. episode. He just like the way he's talking about, like, dude, that's not a match. Like, hey, try Warwick, to, shut try to up. Think things through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to think things through. And it's like, this is my first day. Give me a break. Yeah, in canon, I, it, it would is be your one character's thing. first day on the team. Yeah, it would be one thing if they like saved him for like the last episode when you have all that experience. And it's like, come on, you've done five cases already. Just, <laughs> y- just stop, stop jerking off and 
solve this crime. But no, they start you out with them on the first day, and it's like, I'm really trying. I don't know these tools. I don't know these buttons. Just yeah. <laughs> just give me a chance. Everyone else was pretty understanding. Like, they were a little snarky, but not as bad. Oh, something I wanted to bring up for the weekly guy that I didn't was that it's almost Grissom. Uh, Grissom is barely there. He just uh, introduces you to each case and then, like, fucks off. Um, yeah, he doesn't have the time to make a bad impression. But he made a really great impression in the first time where he said <laughs> the first words in the game to you are, Welcome to Vegas, the city without clocks. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What a, what a line to introduce yourself by. And yeah, thanks. That will in no way play into any of this game. Yeah, the city without <laughs> clocks is okay. I don't know if maybe in Vegas they just say that about themselves. Maybe that's like a well-known saying. But there's no way, right? <laughs> Be- because I'm guessing it's because they have a nightlife, like city without clocks. It's because people are always like doing stuff and up and out. It's like they heard um the new the new york motto the city that never sleeps which means the same thing something like that and they ran it back and forth through chinese on google translate 50 times and then they (laughs) ended up with the city without clocks the city without clocks put it on our coin (laughs) what a dumb thing to say i loved grissom for that that was fun yeah Uh, it is a very dumb thing to say but i think it's a very it's a very good first thing to say. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you're skipping these CSI episodes, I get it. But also, yeah, yeah don't I, I think me. there's some fun in the, in the talking about CSI. Uh, next episode is, as we said, episode, uh, cases four and five of the same game. And then after that, we are going to be playing Back to the Future. Wow, we're going to go back to the future? We're going to go back to the future. We're going to play, uh, start at episode one, just go all the way through it. Yeah, this this worked out for us a little bit. Well, I don't know if it worked out for you. You have it, right? It was in your yeah. Telltale library, I think you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it turned out I got it on Games with Gold like years ago before it was taken down. So I just happened to still have it in my game library on Xbox. So that worked out. Yeah, Back to the Future is one of the ones that have been delisted, but it also seems to have been the most easily accessible, at least for us, just to have. Um, yeah, even even now, I think you can go to eBay, and they're not, like, that expensive to get physical copies. Yeah, uh, this this one was... It, it, felt, it was a really big deal at the time, uh, because Back to the Future is... Well, we'll talk about it, but it, it the Telltale game Back to the Future is Back to the Future 4. Yeah, it it did. It kind of felt like um, it kind of felt like the transitional period between old Telltale and new Telltale a little bit. Yeah, totally. But we'll get it. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We still have a whole other episode of CSI to do for CSI Three Dimensions of Murder returns next week. And until then, we'll see you later. Goodbye. <laughs>